Tommy Lloyd has his most talented team that he has here at the U of A, but who is the leading scorer going to be? Could it be somebody that we're not talking about? All that and more. Let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. We're going to talk all Arizona basketball here because that is what's fun about this show. Amongst many other things, uh, we're going to hop around and talk about uh, this year with Tommy Lloyd and what they need to do. Now, the first thing about this team we talked about is they are going to score a lot of points this year. Not only are they going to score a lot of points, they are going to be, I think, the team that nobody's really going to want to play because, yes, they're going to score points, but on top of that, they're also going to be the squad that will uh, put a number of um, number of uh, defensive clamps on you, something that has not happened uh, to Arizona in the past. As a matter of fact, you could make the exact opposite case that Arizona, quite frankly, has not been good enough in, the, uh, in those areas. But we're not going to talk about that today. We are going to talk about the statistical expectations for this team, what we should expect from each player. Now, a big part of uh, a big part of the Tommy Lloyd scheme, obviously, is scoring the basketball. Uh, they are amongst the uh, uh, they are amongst the league's leader, uh, league leaders um, in pretty much uh, pretty much everything when it comes to the offensive output. Now, a couple things that we need to talk about here. First and foremost, though, is where does that exactly leave? The starting lineup from an individual statistical perspective, that's where we're going to get started. Now, let's start at the center position. Umar Ballo, our guy, leader of men, Umar Ballo. What should we people expect from Umar Ballo? And uh, a big part of it is I think that people should expect – I'm going to be honest here. I think people should expect something along the lines of 13 points and seven rebounds. Now, you might say, Mike, that's stupid because – Umar Ballo, leader of men, Umar Ballo, had 14-8 and eight last year. Uh, but I do think, and we've talked about this last show, I think that's going to start eating into his minutes a little bit. I think Mount Crevis coming in here is, um, and the fact that Umar was a little bit out of shape, I think is going to eat into his minutes to a certain extent. Um, but either way, Umar Ballo looked very, he looked uh, he looked spry and ready to go with that red-blue game. He clearly had lost a little bit of weight. Uh, clearly, I think some people had talked to him and told him, yeah, dude, we need you to be in a little bit better shape right here. And he obviously took to that. He looked much, much better out there than he had, um, than he had in the past. But a big part of that, though, like we said, is where exactly is uh, – where exactly is this team, though, in the grand scheme of things from a statistical perspective? Umar Ballo, 13 and 7. We're going something like that. All right. Now, the next guy, Keyshawn Johnson. Um, this is going to be an interesting one because remember, a lot of people wondering about Keyshawn Johnson about, well, you know, what exactly, um, uh, where exactly uh, are all his points going to be because he was at San Diego State and they averaged, they averaged 7 and 5. I tell you this. 
San Diego State is a different animal than Arizona. Granted, they were in the national title game. So, again, this is not a diss towards San Diego State in the least, but they essentially play the first one to 40 wins. Tommy Lloyd plays the first one to 90 wins. That's where it's at. So um, I do think that with Tommy Lloyd, um, just just by running the court, just by the virtue of running the court, there's going to be more there's going to be more scoring that is going to be done from this squad. And I think Keyshaw Johnson is going to be the biggest beneficiary of this. Not only do I think he's going to be the biggest beneficiary of this, I do believe that we are kind of at the stage now where um, you know we've seen enough. We know that his uber-athleticism, his ability to be able to attack the paint, his end, his ability to just run the court is going to be something more like 14 and 8. I think that he is going to put up Umar Ballo leader of men numbers from last season. That's uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at right there. And not only would I be not be surprised by that, I think that uh, I I think that uh, we're also kind of at the stage where you would be surprised if that didn't happen because again he is a uh, he's a monster. Um, and I think that uh, if there's a if he if he can possibly play in the NBA. I think it's probably going to be shown out this year. So again, I think look for 13 and seven and 14 and eight from Keyshawn Johnson. Um, now looking at the small forward position, uh, fo- small forward position. Um, I think, uh, I think it's fair to say that Caleb love is going to be the leading scorer on this team. Um, I think with him, uh, uh, I think with him, um, a big part of it. A big part of it is that Keyshawn Johnson, or excuse me, Caleb Love, is not going to score the kind of points that he scored last year. Not only is he not going to score the amount of points, but I think he's going to be far more efficient in that and during that entire process, right there. And um, I think that will be a. Uh, I think that will be the. Uh, that will be the real trick, right there. Can you? Points, but shoot forty-seven or forty-eight percent from the field, because if you can do that then I think you're in a very, very, very good, uh, very good, uh, very good spot. Um, now, I do think that a lot of people are underestimated. Uh, I do think that a lot of people are underestimating, though, exactly where um, he should be there in the grand in the grand scheme of everything, Caleb Love. Four, uh, I think 14 points. I think a lot of people are one, thinking he's going to score 19 or 20. I think this is going to be far more of a team effort this year. I think that it's going to be somewhere like 14. Like I said, I think you're going to be a lot of guys that are around that 14-point realm, and he's going to be that one dude. He's going to be about 14 points. But I do think that your, his field goal percentage – um, is going to go up. And I think not only is his field goal percentage going to go up, I think it's going to be something like around 48% big time improvement. I think you're going to see about a 10 point jump right there. And not only do I think you're going to see about a 10 point jump right there, I think you're also going to see a, uh, I think you're also going to see a, not only a 10 point jump, but somebody's going to make himself a little bit more attractive to those NBA folks out there. And that's something that uh, something that you can't take my you can't take lightly right there because again he wants to play in the NBA he's like anybody else we all want to play in the NBA I wanted to play in the NBA but guess what I did wasn't able to play in the NBA and you know what 
just is what it is. Can't really hate on that. All right. Now, real quick, bird dogs. Let's talk about bird dogs here for a second. Bird dogs. All right. Bird dogs. I've gotten the bird dog shorts. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college. Check it out. Bird dogs is absolutely fantastic. You can, uh, again, great golf apparel. And you can use code locked on college for a free tumbler with every purchase right there. So again, check it out. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college, all kinds of great stuff. And you will thank me later for all of this, because again, this is awesome. Plus you want to get the free tumbler with every purchase. My mom's got the free tumbler. You can get the free tumbler as well. Check it out. Birddogs.com backslash locked on college. All right, we're going to take a quick little break, come back, and now we're going to get into the backcourt with those statistical, those statistical expectations. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. All right, now we talked about Umar Ballo, leader of men, Keyshawn Johnson, and now uh, Caleb Love. Now let's get into the backcourt. I believe that Jaden Bradley should be the starting shooting guard. I don't know that he will, but I do believe that he should be the starting shooting guard. I think his numbers are going to be something like nine points, um, uh, nine points, four or five, uh, nine points, four or five assists, something like that. I am, uh, I am very, uh, very confident in that. Not only that, I think that he's going to defensively, I think defensively, he is going to be a monster. I think he's going to be the best perimeter defender on this team. And not only the best perimeter defender on this team, one of the better ones in the conference. Um, There's been a lot of talk. uh, There's been a lot of talk about uh, where um, there's been a lot of talk about where uh, Jane Bradley fits big picture. I think it's fair to say right now that um, I think it's, uh, I think it's fair to say right now that he's going to be kind of that shooting guard. He's going to be in that shooting guard role this year. Um, but on top of that, I uh, I think next year he's going to be the point guard. Um, now, uh, but I do think he's going to be on the all-defensive team. He's got a little bit of an athleticism perspective that other guys don't have. Um, and – I think we're kind of uh, I think we all know that by now. Right. All right. Now, Kylan Boswell. Um Kylan Boswell, I think it's fair to say is going to put up about 13 points, 5 assists per game right there. Big fan of what Kylan Boswell can do and um, I don't. I think that people are a little bit. Uh, I think people are a little bit kind of uh, maybe a little bit ahead of themselves. Um, I do believe that people are a little bit ahead of themselves here. I don't think that he's going to be an NBA player, um, but he could go off overseas, and that's totally fine. I get all of that one, um, and. Uh, I think a big part. I think a big part of that is just he doesn't necessarily have the athleticism that a lot of people, that a lot of other folks, uh, do at that spot. But that doesn't mean that he can't be a very, very good pro in the process. All right. Now, I think a big. I think a big part of it is he's uh, he's a pretty good ball handler. Can shoot the ball. He can shoot a three. He can do all kinds of stuff out there. Um, but 
again, a little bit limited athletically, didn't have a great summer. That's for sure. He was with Team USA, didn't look good in the process. You know, a lot, I think a lot of people know that, but that doesn't mean that he can't do what Arizona needs him to do this coming year. I just think that people need to have a little bit more proper expectations for him um, because, again, he is a dude who um, I think is a little bit limited, but has still some real potential there to become a all-conference type dude. He's also in that very much in that 13 to 14 point per game realm, just like Caleb Love, just like Keyshawn Johnson, and just like Umar Ballo, leader of men. All right, so that's your starting lineup right there. Like you said, outside of Jane Bradley, I think everybody's going to be a double-digit scorer here. And I think that Jane Bradley could be – I think Jane Bradley could be a double-digit scorer as well. But again, I don't think anybody's going to score in the high teens. I think everybody's going to be in the low teens. Now – Get to this. Uh, let's get to the bench. Pella Larson, the Swedish pinball, and not the Swedish pinball. Uh, listen, people can uh, people can say you know whatever uh, whatever they want. I was wrong on him, big picture. Um, now I think that uh, I think a big part of the Swedish pinball though is he is very good defensively. He can make the open three, but as we talked about, he just can't dribble the basketball. When you can't dribble the basketball, you're always going to be a little bit limited. Um, and that's just kind of the way it is. Uh, so um, I think a uh, I think a fair expectations for him are probably more like 11 points, four rebounds, three or four assists, something like that. Kind of a repeat of last year, to be honest, because I don't know how much better Pella can get. And again, take this for all it's worth, because I was wrong on Pella. But I do think that Pella's skill set isn't necessarily indicative of somebody who is going to continue to get a ton better. I think he's kind of what he is. He's not a great ball handler. We've been over that. And he's got this weird set shot, which basically precludes him from being able to come off screens, shoot threes, etc. But I also think defensively he can be a monster for the Cats. And not only can he be a monster for the Cats, I think that he can uh, – I think that he can do a – a great deal, um, a great deal from guarding the three to the four to basically being all over the court. Um, again, a lot to like about Pella Larson. I just think that again, people need to have the proper expectations for him and what he's going to be able to do because there are, like I said, there are some drawbacks to his game, and uh, those drawbacks will pretty much always be there. But again, I'm looking for about eleven point or maybe about ten points, four rebounds, three or four assists, something like that. But his uh, contribution is going to be defensively on the other end of the court. That's where I think he's really going to make his bones. And I think not only will he make his bones there, he is going to be uh, he's going to be very good in the process. Now, uh, the seventh man, and I feel very comfortable saying there's going to be a seven-man rotation right here. Not only is there going to be a seven-man rotation, there is going to be – I think all of those guys uh, – are going to play at least 15 minutes. And that seventh guy right there is Mount Crevis. Montius Crevis. Um, you watch him, and he is a massive, massive, massive individual. He's one of the biggest players that Arizona has ever had at about seven foot two, 255 pounds, something like that. He's not a great athlete, already been over that, we know, but when he gets his back to the basket, he can turn, he can do, he can face, he can do the little hook shot. He can do a lot of different things out there. He's not going to dunk the ball in traffic a ton. And not only is he going to not dunk the ball in traffic a ton, he's not going, or might not get any dunks, 
but that's not where he's going to get. He's going to score because he is going to be methodical with his back to the hoop, and um, he's going to basically move around to where he can get to his spot on the court and then get his shot up. That's where I think he's going to make all of his damage, to be honest with you. Um, I like him a lot. He's definitely a lot better than I thought. Um, and what's great about him too, he's going to be here multiple years. Not only is he going to be here multiple years, he is going to be, he's going to be the player who, um, nobody really quite understands why, but he's shooting nine or 10 free throws per game. That's what he's going to be. And that is obviously a very good thing. If you're a, uh, Arizona Wildcat fan, um, Again, he's he's solid. He's incredibly he's incredibly good. I think his statistical expectations for him are probably going to be something like seven points, four rebounds, probably playing about eighteen minutes per game, something like that. But then next year, he is going to be problems for the rest of the conference because there is a lot to like about him. Now, something else that there's a lot to like about is FanDuel. FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. Check it out out. All right. Now, I don't really like baseball at all. Baseball bores me senseless, but you know what? If I'm betting on baseball, that means that I've got some real action. I've got some real takes in the game. That's what I love about that's what I love about this whole thing with baseball. And I think a big part of it is a big part of that baseball is that um it's it's just kind you're kind of with baseball it's like, all right. I like what I like everything about it except basically watching it. I don't like watching baseball at all. Baseball bores me senseless, but if I have money on it, that's where it becomes interesting. That's where it becomes fun. All right. Now, um, with uh, with baseball, though, you want to bet, you want to go to fanduel.com backslash locked on college. That's the spot that you want to put it. You know your money's good there, and not only do you know your money's good there, you know that you're going to be able to. Uh, you know you're going to be able to get that back, and it's going to be fun in the process. So again, check it out: Fanduel.com/backslash/locked-on. All right, now going to take a quick little break right here. Come back, and we're going to talk about the other bench players and what they can do. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, 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 let's talk a little bit about the bench players. I believe K.J. Lewis is going to be that eighth bench, play, eighth bench player. Not only do I believe that K.J. Lewis is going to be that uh, eighth bench player, I believe that uh, he's going to basically force his way – he's going to basically force his way into the rotation to where – he is getting uh he's getting something like um i don't know uh thir- between 5 to 8 to 9 to 10 minutes per game and it just becomes impossible not to play him at some point that's where i think it's kind of at right now with uh, kj lewis um and i think that right i think right now he is uh I would be very surprised if he's not a regular participant out there. Now, again, I'm not saying that he's going to average 18 points per game or 18 minutes per game, but he's too good to keep off the court at this point. And I think the Tommy Gunn knows that one. So I look for him to definitely play this season. And not only do I look for him to play, I look for him to be very effective in the process. And then next year, I think he uh, pushes for a starting spot. He's got that type of talent to him. 
As far as statistical expectations, though, I think, like I said, seven to 12 minutes per game, something like that. But that, to me, is going to be your eight-man rotation right there. Then after that, there might be a spot for one other person. I don't necessarily see Paulie M playing this year. Um, I think he's still a little bit off. Uh, but Dylan Anderson, Henry Vesar, if one other person is to emerge, I think it's going to be Big Dylan. Love Big Dylan out there. We all know how good Big Dylan can be. Um, we've watched Dylan shoot the launch the threes, um, you know, put his back to the basket. Um, he's a Dylan's Dylan's better than people think. Um, so but we're gonna have to he's gonna have to prove that out in the court. I think if there's one other person that forces his way into the rotation, I think it's gonna be Dylan. Now, again, I could be wrong on Henry. I'd love to be wrong on all these players, but I, I don't know. With Henry, I got to kind of see it at this point. With Henry, I'm kind of at the stage where it's, you know, I wish he was, uh, you know, I wish he had made the jump that I don't think that he's made right now. But uh, if he could make that jump, then Arizona would obviously be much better for it because he's got a uh, he's got a real ability to sh- block shots. But I don't see him playing. I don't see him playing much. I don't see Conrad Martinez playing much. As much as we like Philly B, Philly B is going to be getting his points coming in at the end of games right there and getting his shots up. That's where Philly B is going to be making his impact right there. But overall, though, like I said, I expect this to be Tommy Lloyd's best team. Very enthused by everything going forward, though, for this squad. And I think the statistical expectations, though, I think are fairly, uh, I think are fairly solid here on my end. But um, so again, I think it's going to be a good team. We're going to keep talking about it. Obviously, we're in day by day mode right now. Now tomorrow, we're going to get back to some Arizona football. You obviously got USC here coming up. What does Arizona need to do to be able to beat SC? And going forward, what do they need to be able to do to uh, continue getting to a bowl? And on top of that, Jane Delora. What's Jane Delora going to be doing right there? So we'll find all of that out. But on that note, really appreciate all of you making Lockdown Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow.